Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. More of your phone calls on best and worst of the weekend and the question of the day. What is that piece of sports memorabilia that means the most to you? And what did you pay for it, if anything? This weekend, the highest price ever paid for a baseball signed by Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth and others. It was 600000 plus. Most of your stories so far today. The best things in life can be free including a surprise visit to Catfish Hunter's house. I want more details on that one. I'm sorry I had to let that caller go. More of your phone calls later, but one thing I promise now, Mike Krzyzewski has been a best of the weekend on this program many, many times. It might have been because he led Team USA to yet another Olympic gold medal. It might have been because he led the Duke Blue Devils to one of their five national championships or one of their many ACC titles or maybe just a big win against a rival right here in our backyard. Less frequently, Coach K has been a best of the weekend for other reasons, even non-basketball reasons. And our next guest, Steve Wiseman, who is a Duke B the Duke beat rep reporter for the Durham Herald Sun and the News and Observer of Raleigh. You will find his work in those places and others. Steve had a great story about Mike Krzyzewski, the humanitarian, this weekend, and we welcome him now. Steve, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Doing well, DG. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I want to talk a little bit about the Blue Devils because preseason has started and they're off to Canada for these exhibition games and they have yet another amazing freshman class to discuss. But let's start with Mike Krzyzewski, the man. I remember Co Coach K telling us that his own father was a blue-collar, just tough tough guy worker in the Chicago area that he always admired for his work ethic. And somehow, some way, a blue-collar man in Illinois who was dying, his story found its way to Mike Krzyzewski's desk. What can you tell us about the man who, of course, was a fan of the Blue Devils and how Mike Krzyzewski was able to reach out and eventually contact him? Yeah, it's a guy named – his name was Gregory Feldman. He's unfortunately passed away since – since this, uh, the phone call happened, but uh, yeah, he he's retired. He just retired as an Illinois Department of Corrections employee. So that's a, that's a tough job, right? And uh, he 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 just he was a Duke fan and a Chicago Cubs fan. He's from Central Illinois, and uh, ironically for me, a, a town that's about 20 miles from where I grew up, ah. back in the free state of Illinois. So that kind of tells you how this all came together. But anyway, uh, yeah. So his friends decided. I mean, this guy had just retired and he got diagnosed with terminal pancreatic cancer and as we know a lot of times when people find out about pancreatic cancer it's too late to do anything about it for a positive outcome so he'd been suffering for about seven months and they thought well this guy loves Duke so much let's see if we can you know reach out to, to Duke and see if Coach K will sign something or send him a note or anything you know just to try to you know, raise the spirits and uh, as it turned out one of this guy's friends uh, ran across a, a coach from Southeast Missouri State who knew Kevin White, Duke's athletic director. Yep. Uh, anyway, so you know, it kind of came together. And so Kevin White got word to Mike Krzyzewski's office, and not only did Coach K send a note, but he, he, he called the Feldman household. And, uh, and the first time he got him, uh, Mr. Feldman was, was asleep, and his wife said, I'll wake him up. And Coach K's like, oh, no, don't wake him up. He's resting. And I promise I'll call back as many times as I need to so I can talk to him. And two or three hours later, he did call back, and, and Greg Feldman was awake, and he, they had the phone conversation. So uh, his friends just tell me that it, you know, it just meant the world to him. But whatever time he had left, which was only about 10 days, it, 
he talked about it as much as he could uh, during those last 10 days of his life. Steve Wiseman is joining us. Find that article that he's describing in the pages of the Durham Herald Sun and the News and Observer of Raleigh or those websites. Follow Steve on Twitter at Steve Wiseman NC. Tell me more about the reaction because it sounded like not only the man's spirits were raised, but his family and friends. Obviously, you get this horrible diagnosis. Uh, depression could be right around the corner. I've read stories, Steve, where, you know, whether it was Dean Smith back in the day or Roy Williams or Mike Krzyzewski today, you know, there are people who won't wash the coffee cup that they drank from, you know, on an official visit or something like that. So to get a call from Coach K under these circumstances, uh, while I know in your article raising money for the V Foundation indirectly down the road, uh, that had to be about as big a spirit lifter as you can get. It did, and, uh, you know, the, the gentleman that kind of set up the phone call, uh, his friend back in Illinois, you know, said that Greg called him right after that and said, you won't believe I just talked to Coach K, the greatest coach, you know, in college basketball. And, and uh, he even joked that during their 20- or 30-minute phone conversation it was that this guy kind of asked Coach K about Duke's defense. They're going to be a better defensive team this year. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a true Duke fan. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and, and as this guy was telling his friend about the phone call, they, you know, they both broke down in tears and, 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 and you know, just for how much it meant to him for Coach K to take this time not only to call once, but to call twice. And, and then, uh, you know, a note came in the mail a couple of days later, which was all they wanted in the first place was some sort of a, just a note, hey. And it was a, you know, keep, keep fighting, you know, we're, we're all with you and, and, and all that. And, and so, yeah, it really – uh, it, it, it raised, it did indeed raise his spirits for the time he had left uh, before you know, cancer took his life. In the end, how did a kind-hearted phone call from Mike Shashevsky to a complete stranger end up raising tens of thousands of dollars for the V Foundation? Yeah, so uh, Mr. Feldman was, was big in the Knights of Columbus back in, in Lincoln, Illinois, which is hometown, and, and they the Logan County Fair happened to be going on that week and, and went the week of his funeral, which his funeral was August 1st. So that night, his friends and family got together at the, at the Lincoln County Fairgrounds uh, at the Knights of Columbus event and said, you know, uh, we want to do something for him to, and, and, and to help honor Coach K for this phone call that helped, you know, make the last few days of his life a little, a little brighter. And they knew Coach K was involved in the Jimmy B Foundation. And so they decided to contact the Jimmy B Foundation back here on the Triangle and said, we want to raise money for you. How can we do this? So they, they set up a website you know, through the JimmyB.org site. And, uh, and that night they were able to raise between forty dollars and $45,000. And now since then, since words got out about you know, Coach K calling him, it's, it's up to about between forty-five dollars and $50,000 that's been raised you know, for, for Jimmy V and for cancer research. Steve Wiseman and joining us. He always covers the Blue Devils. Find his work on that beat in the Herald Sun and the News and Observer. Follow him on Twitter at Steve Wiseman NC. A, a great window into Coach K's world. I mean, in my years knowing him, uh, I've probably learned of dozens of examples like this. But a lot of times, and I think most people are savvy enough to know this, maybe Coach K doesn't want a story told because it looks like He's looking for credit that he doesn't want. How did that all come together, Steve? Was it your roots growing up there in the Chicago area? Because I, I think I know you well enough to know that you probably know 99 Coach K humanitarian stories 
for every one that you're able to write about in this fashion. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, this happens so much so often that, that uh, and Duke doesn't publicize, right. as, as you know, uh, and same thing happened a lot of times with Dean Smith and other yeah. coaches, but it's not for the publicity. And in fact, I found out because there was a little blurb in a, a little local, local paper in Lincoln, Illinois, uh, uh, just a few sentences about it. And that's how I wow. found out about it. So then I, I, you know, contacted people back there and, 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 and made the connection. And I, I even asked, I reached out to Duke because I always do when I write a story, right. say, Hey, do you have anything you want to add to this? And, and I was told, no, if the family wants to talk about it, that's their prerogative. Yeah. You know, we're not doing this for publicity. So that's kind of how that came to be. Man, I liked the article to begin with. Now I'm a journalism graduate, man. I'm even more impressed by Steve Wiseman <laughs> and how he pulled this together. Steve Wiseman on Twitter at Steve Wiseman NC. Okay, you know the Duke fans would kill me if I did not ask about actual basketball. As we say goodbye to one NBA caliber class of amazing Duke talents, we say hello to an incoming group. Uh, R.J. Barrett and Trey Jones and Cameron Reddish and Zion Williamson and Joey Baker, five superstar, in many cases, NBA-bound eventually freshmen. Uh, what can you tell us? I know some of these guys are injured. What can you tell us about expectations for this year's Duke team and what they're trying to get accomplished during this tour of uh, Canada this week? Yeah, I mean, the main thing is this, this early work is, is the cohesion, which now every year with Duke when they're rebuilding a team basically from scratch, uh, it's all about how can they gel together, can they play defense together, can they, can they work on the offense and get everybody enough shots to make everybody happy. So <clears throat> that's been the advantage of this early work uh, with going to Canada, which, as you know, teams only get to do once every four years, so uh, it's really important. Now, unfortunately for Duke, you know, Trey Jones arrived uh, recovering from a hip injury and limited in practice. And Cameron Reddish suffered a, a groin. Steve, I don't know if you're hearing that uh, interference, but um, go go ahead and give that another uh, shot. Uh, we're we're getting yeah. some some weird interference on our end. Go ahead. <laughs> Is that better now? Yeah. Is that, you lose that interference. Much better. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, um, I moved the, the room. I'm in. I shouldn't have moved. So. No, no problem. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, yeah, Trey Jones is. Uh, a ride with a hip injury, and and he's working through that. And Cameron Reddish won't be able to play. They're not going to play in the three games in Canada, which is you know that's unfortunate for Duke because it robs them of, of actual playing time, which is what they're going to going to get now. Every uh, Duke coach K on down says these injuries shouldn't affect them in the regular season. They're just being cautious now so they don't blow something out and affect the regular season. Yeah. They're hoping they'll both be back for the start of practice, but. Uh, you know, in the meantime, uh, Zion Williamson is, is showing he's the type of player they thought he was going to be. Uh, you know, uh, so um, uh, they've got they've got plenty of talent. Marquise Bolden, uh, uh, Jevin Delarie, the juniors that are going to be playing inside. Unlike last year, they don't have a Grayson Allen who is a four-year you know experienced player. Yeah. Uh, Bolden and Delarie haven't played as much as, as that, but uh, so the freshmen are going to have to carry the bulk of the load. But inside, it's going to be those two juniors that are going to have to do a lot of work. It's incredible. Remember, people can forget that in 2015, it was, among others, three true freshmen, three one-and-done freshmen, as it turned out, leading the way as Duke won the national championship. And then more recently, there was an exit in the round of 32. There was an exit in the Sweet 16. Uh, last year, very good year, uh, but Duke was eliminated in, in the Elite Eight. Uh, how do you summarize Coach K's communications about – 
the right way to handle the modern landscape when it comes to such things, right? Because no coach is going to turn down Marvin Bagley or Wendell Carter Jr. just because odds are they'll be one and done. And yet everybody seems to agree that you'd love to mix in some of those Grayson Allen veterans with that incoming talent. Exactly. And that's why, you know, last year and the year before, uh, the year before, uh, you know, Emil Jefferson was still around, right? So yeah. that, was, that was supposed to help that team, Matt Jones. <clears throat> and this year they really don't have that. But, you know, they, they've started bringing in these guys a little bit earlier. They come in in May now, uh, and then they're all set for the second semester, second session of summer school. They're trying to get them indoctrinated into the program as quick as they can. They encourage them to start communicating on their own before while they're still in high school after they've committed. Uh, to try to get that, that vibe going. And, and so they think this group, I mean, it's, it's a, I guess, coincidental that it's Trey Jones. Tyus Jones' group is the only one that it really worked, right, that they actually won the national championship. So they're hoping to kind of, you know, catch lightning in a bottle again with Trey leading the way. And, uh, again, if he was playing in Canada, that would sure help. But, but you know, a guy like R.J. Barrett is, is going to be a top-five pick in the yeah. NBA draft. Again, he's out of Canada. He's a super talent. Uh, I think they have a positionless team now. RJ can run the point at six seven as well as Trey Jones can. So um, that, that's what they're kind of implementing right now in these early practices. The the Blue Devils are in Canada as we speak. Exhibition games throughout the week. They're in Toronto now through Friday, I believe. They'll be in Montreal on the weekend, and then they'll head back to Durham for the rest of preseason camp. Steve Wiseman is joining us on the David Glenn Show. For those who don't follow recruiting, you mentioned sort of the, the NBA future for some of these guys. Um, is it an exaggeration, Steve, to say that the Blue Devils' best players at some point this season, depending on how quickly they're, you know, they're healthy and they come along, R.J. Barrett, best I know, and I do follow recruiting, obviously, consensus number one high school senior Cameron Reddish consensus number two Zion Williamson consensus number three Trey Jones the point guard uh, younger brother of Tyus consensus top 10 I mean when coach K is winning trying to win games late this regular season it wouldn't be unexpected if those four guys are four of the five out there right at the end of a close game against a good team right Exactly right. I mean, they should be for you know for the starters and and, and more importantly for the finishers, like you mentioned, uh, who's going to be on the court when when big plays have to be made in the last five minutes to win, and then that's where you have to mix in you know maybe it'll be Bolden, maybe it'll be Delarier. Uh, we'll see you know what's going on in the game. But they have one junior, and even those two guys haven't played a whole lot of basketball at Duke. Yeah. They between them, they've started like maybe three games uh, combined. So um, yeah, it's going to be those those guys that are going to have to carry the load and. They start out playing Kentucky in the first game in the Champions Classic. Another team that's in this situation, right? These are the two one-and-done programs. And uh, uh, so, yeah, we'll see if they're, they look anything like they do November 6th, you know, in March when it really, really matters. As we let you go, and thank you for your time, and, of course, congratulate you on that job well done with your article this weekend, among other things. Uh, just sort of half tongue-in-cheek, is there a candidate on this year's Duke team you know, to follow in the Christian Leitner, J.J. Redick, Grayson Allen. College basketball fans need somebody to hate, Steve. And we're about love here at the David Glenn Show, but are there any candidates on this year's Duke roster? Well, maybe, I mean, Zion Williamson comes in with all the hype, right? He's a dunker. He's, he's everything. He's got to prove that he's more than just a dunker. And so maybe, you know, the opposing teams will pick on him because all he does is dunk, and then if he misses, a three-pointer or something, that'll be what they jump on. 
he's so likable. And I, I spent some time with him last week, and he's got such a great personality. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's really refreshing. So we know Grayson Allen was, was you know, a, um, a social media star for the wrong reasons, right, <laughs> a lot right. of times. Zion seems like he's got it for the right reasons. But, you know, we'll see when he gets into a game if he, you know, if somebody takes a hard charge because he's 6'7", 285. He's going to cause some bruises on yeah. the team. We'll see how that, that goes along. By the way, you've been at this for a long time, as have I. I don't remember a six foot seven, two 285-pound basketball player who is known for his leaping ability and dunks. Like, God hasn't made another one of these, has he, that, that I'm forgetting right now? No, he hasn't. I mean, everybody compares him like Charles Barkley because of his rebounding ability right. and size, but Charles couldn't ju- dunk like that, couldn't jump like that. So this is kind of uncharted waters here. I'm really excited to, to see him play in the game so we can see what he looks like against college athletes. Good stuff. Steve Wiseman, the off-season productivity. We like that. Some great journalism this weekend and otherwise. Durham Herald Sun, News and Observer of Raleigh on Twitter at Steve Wiseman NC. Great to hear your voice again, man. Congratulations on the good work and thanks for the time on the David Glenn Show. Yeah, thanks, David. I appreciate it. You got it.